Well, hey everybody, Pastor Steve here. So glad you've joined me for today's devotion as we continue our journey through Revelation. We are in chapter 11 today, so open your Bible there. Hopefully you've already read this chapter. And while you're opening your Bible, I want to remind you, if you've not already picked up your 2023 Bible reading plan here at First Baptist, do so this Sunday. They will be on a table in the back of the worship center. Get your copy so you won't miss a beat in reading God's Word with us in the new year. All right, Revelation chapter 11. In this chapter, we finally get to the seventh trumpet being sounded. You remember earlier in Revelation, there was the seven seals that were opened that recounted the events of human history culminating in the second coming. Then we moved into the trumpets, seven trumpets, and, and the fifth and sixth trumpets were sounded in chapter 9, and those trumpets also just described in symbolic language the events of life, human history, here on earth. And in chapter 10 uh, and, and the first part of chapter 11, there's a, there, there are these images, these stories that take place between the sixth and seventh trumpets. And what, and what chapter 10 did was say, all right, you have life on earth, Described in the first five, uh, the first six trumpets. Now, in chapter ten, we have this description of heaven. That while all of this is happening on earth, there is heaven, and that is our destiny. Now we get to chapter eleven, and he reiterates something that he had said previously, and talks about our mission in this life on this planet. And then he gets into uh, the judgment that will take place at the second coming. Um, the uh, in, in the beginning, what you have here is how we as God's people are a witness. That's, that's symbolized with the two witnesses. Um, and you have the temple being measured. And those who are outside the temple are the, the pagan people, those who are lost, who are not followers of Jesus Christ. The, the, the olive trees and the lampstands in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, represented is the nation of Israel. And then the lampstands in Revelation chapter 1, the church. And so what God is saying is that throughout history, he's had his witness. For centuries, it was the nation of Israel. Now it is the church. So the two, God has always had a witness, his people. And we are to do evangelism. And while we live on earth through all the calamities and the hardships that have been described previously in Revelation, through persecution, etc., we are his witnesses. He knows who we are. But some of us will die for the faith. There will be martyrs. But he's encouraging them in the resurrection scene with these witnesses to say that even though there are martyrs, there's also a resurrection. It's not the end. And following our resurrection, there is the judgment of God on this world and his eternal kingdom, his eternal rule, if you will. So uh, we're going to look at some verses, but I just I I want to give you that kind of synopsis, that overview, and also just remind you of what I've already said, that you do not read Revelation chronologically if you're going to properly and easily understand it. You have to see that there's a lot of repetition, that, that, that it recapitulates, if you will, that through the, the seven uh, seals, the seven trumpets, and, and in some way also the seven bowls of wrath, there's a recapitulation of what has been said previously, but maybe uh, from a different perspective with new and additional insights, uh, maybe with a focus on one part more than the other part. So there's this repetition, there's this this resummarization, this recapitulation. So do not read Revelation 
uh, from chapter, say, 4 forward chronologically. You'll misread it if you do that. Now, um, some personal thoughts, devotional thoughts. I, I, I really like the images in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 11. When he says, there was given me a measuring rod like a staff. And someone said, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. A measuring, it's just like a stick that was a certain distance. And he would use that to measure the size of the temple and those who worship in it. In verse 2, he says, leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it. You, you remember the temple in Jerusalem had several courts surrounding it. The court of the priests, the court of men, the court of women, and then the court of the Gentiles. It's kind of picking up on that image. And says, for it, these outer courts have been given to the nations, and they will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months, an incomplete time. In other words, um, only measure those who belong to God. It's a way of saying God knows who are his. And everyone that's not included in his family, everyone that's not included through faith in Jesus as part of his temple is outside. They are of the nations. They are of the lost, of, of the pagan world, if you will. God knows who belongs to him, and God knows who does not belong to him. Now, the other image that I like teaching in this chapter is verse 18, where he says, The nations were enraged, and your wrath came, and the time came for the dead to be judged. And we know uh, that that happens at the second coming and resurrection. So time for the dead to be judged and the time to reward your bondservants. Who are his bondservants? The prophets and the saints, those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. The image is that, okay, there's life on earth, with persecution, calamity, but there's heaven where Jesus is worshiped. Meanwhile, we worship him here and we are his witnesses. We are to be his witness. And then eventually he comes and when he comes, there's the resurrection and there's the judgment. And in verse 18, what I love in verse 18 is that when that moment comes, those who belong to Jesus receive their reward. Here on earth, you may be persecuted, but on that day, you will be rewarded. Here on earth, you may be misunderstood, but on that day, you will be a, a beloved son or daughter of the Father. You will be known and you will be loved. And, and I love the way he says the reward goes to the prophets and the saints, and the saints are all of us, but he says, this is, this is the part that really blesses my heart. Those who fear your name, the small and the great. As someone who loves Jesus, fears Jesus, follows Jesus, maybe you're known by a lot of people or maybe you live most of your life in isolation. In either case, God knows you. He's measured you. You're included in the temple. And he's going to reward his saints, those who fear him, those who love him, the great and the small. And I love the image that all of us, each and every one of us, no matter our status in culture, our status even in the church, if we love Jesus, we are going to be rewarded. And when he's rewarding us, those who misunderstood us, those who persecuted us, those who wouldn't listen to us, those who wouldn't fear God, who would not love Jesus, are being judged. The wrath of God is upon them. And 
I guess in, in, in this chapter, what blesses me is, yes, just keep being a witness like these two witnesses. Even if it includes suffering and martyrdom, it's going to be okay. There's a resurrection. And there's rewards. And I'd, I'd rather have the rewards that Jesus has for me on that day than any approval from people here on earth. And I hope that's how you feel as well. That's really the message of chapter 11. Um, the seventh trumpet. In the past, the focus is on the second coming. Here, the focus is on the judgment and the rewards that take place when Jesus comes back. And now we'll move into something different. Another recapitulation of this whole story in the book of Revelation. I'll see you tomorrow.